Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 241 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hello, everyone. How are you today, Lauren? I'm okay. Having fun making faces at you, apparently. You seem more chipper today、mm. than in past weeks. It might be because I just worked out, which is nice. And you've, you've had some sleep. Yeah, bits. Yeah. Last night we had one wake up, which is not that bad. We did. And then Lizzie, well, two wake ups technically, because you got one and I got one, but I made you get the second one because I did the first one. Yeah, that's how it works, guys.、Uh, but yeah, no, I'm okay.、Um, yeah, just, just kind of plugging along. How about you, Daryls? All right. All right. Yeah. We celebrated something, though. We celebrated our ninth. Wedding anniversary. Ninth anniversary. Woo! Yay! It's nice. It's.、Uh, We got donuts. Not, yeah. It's a shame because normally we go to London or someplace different and,、um, and celebrate. But this year we ordered donuts from Donut Time, which was nice. It was nice.、Mm. They were tasty. They were very tasty. We also got ourselves a special treat. Mmm. A PlayStation 5. Yes. Lauren had forgotten all about it. I know. <laughs> you haven't touched it yet, though. I haven't. I haven't been able to.、Uh, Daryl and the girls have been playing Astros a lot. And,、uh, but it's such a good game. Like, honestly, I, I commend PlayStation so much for doing such a fantastic sort of entry point into the PlayStation 5 because it was just, it, it's just amazing. It's like, Got all the energy of Little Big Planet, but also nostalgia. And、um, yeah, it's just, it's just such a fantastic way to celebrate PlayStation, much better than PlayStation Home. It's a really good entry level product as well because, like, Ali has loads of fun experimenting with all the different mechanics you've got、mm. in there. And it really teaches you about the new controller. And、mm. like, it's just basically this a PlayStation 5 tutorial、yeah. that they made into a game that also serves as this massive nostalgia trip for anyone who's played PlayStation throughout the generations because each the world is, is attributed to a different main console, but there's stuff in there about the PSP and the, the Vita as well,、uh, as well as Move and VR. And yeah, like, it just. We, We had loads of fun whenever there's like a、um, one of the, the bots with a camera seeing which game they're trying to imitate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a lot of guessing, a lot of guessing games going on.、Um, but yeah, overall, it's just it's fantastic. And then the only other thing we've been playing is, of course, Bug Snacks, because why would you not play Bug Snacks? We've been waiting. Yeah, we've been waiting so long. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we were like, Um, it's free on PSN, but wasn't it only free on PSN for the PlayStation 5? Yeah. Yeah. So we were just like, well, we're not going to play it until we can actually, we, until we can actually play it on and, PSN. And <laughs> even though Ali was incredibly excited about it because of all the visuals and the music, she's not overly blown away、mm. by the game. Like, she, she's kind of like hit and miss, but I think out of the two, Astro's Playroom is definitely her, her preferred option. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just,、um, it's, it's hard, isn't it? It's because it's, it's one of those games that's kind of made for kids, kind of not made for kids, if that makes sense. Yeah, the, the conversations they have between the characters are, are definitely not for like, well, they're not, they're not aimed at six year olds、mm. or five year olds. It is kind of the difficulty of, of like kids' games in general, is that like a lot of the times they are kind of blurring the lines now because, They figured that 
older generations want to play kids type fun games, but with adult themes. But I mean, granted, we watched Shrek when we were kids and they have different levels. Other don't things they? Yeah. like, you know, I listened to all the Spice Girls songs and I was singing about sex and it's just kind of like, well, I probably shouldn't have been, <laughs> but it didn't matter. So, but I just hope it doesn't scare her. That's my only fear. Yeah. I mean, we also uh, checked out the, the demo for Project Triangle Strategy. <laughs> that no was No idea mistake. how they're going to rename that one down the line. Yeah. It's supposed to be coming out next year. Mm. Um, and I thought, you know, it's an RPG title. It should be okay. It's rated like, um, I don't know, like low teen PG. Mm. And then we were watching it for a while. Ali was like, like enjoying the dialogue because, you know, she gets to see the characters talk to each other. And then all of a sudden it became very clear that this was not a game that was appropriate <laughs> for young children. Uh, so it was turned off. Yeah. And that was that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, it is really hard to gauge nowadays sort of what, what could be appropriate because you and Ali play Hollow Knight a ton and it, that is like more for that it's sort of rated for teens but she does not care even remotely there's little moments where she gets a bit freaked out but it's not like yeah she she doesn't like some of the visual design of the bosses mm. but other but than she that, still loves like, them yeah like nosk is one of her favorite bosses even though that's probably the creepiest boss in the game <laughs> she draws them all the time but uh fluke marm is isn't that still fluke her fave? mom and the girl's mother mm. but if you guys favorites if you guys haven't tried Hollow Knight yet and you want like a good a good game with like a really good storyline, like Hollow Knight's lore is gorgeous. It's really cool. I'd, um, I'd completely agree with that. I, I didn't really know what to expect. I know that Barry, um, if you're listening, had been recommending it to me for a really long time. And yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've almost got the Platinum Trophy on the Void Heart Edition. Uh, I just need to be the Pantheon of the Night, which is really painful <laughs> because I cannot... I just can't seem to do anything against the pure vessel and it's mm. frustrating me no end. Yeah. He has to take like little breaks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Final Fantasy is obviously <laughs> the main objective of the show. And today <laughs> okay. we're going to be talking about Final Fantasy 16. And based on some very small comments from uh, Yoshida that just came out, that they're going to be taking a more measured approach to how they're going to deal with it. And this it's weird because it's not something we're used to with mm. the Final Fantasy franchise. This kind of like they're actually thinking about stuff and it and it feels as though we haven't had that kind of situation. In, in, I, I don't really follow 14 too much, but mm. I, I think with 14, obviously Yoshida has a similar approach. Um, but it's also a persistent game, so it's a slightly different approach in general. But I feel as though for, with the main games, like we haven't had this kind of thing happen for like, two decades mm. yeah but we'll get onto that in a little bit because first we need to really read out our patreon shout outs Yay. and we're going to kick things off with lewis james at lj composer zach duranto rachel casterton at drunken Vieira, barry norton at nortron zero zelda clone at apes type novels joseph robertson at pokemon trainer j alex and rachel traubman at akira namejin Miles Ribbons. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Thurin Bullen at Massacre23. Tom Hughes at Tom underscore Hughes22. Yam Potato. Noah Luttrell. Ryzen. Sam Ennis. Chris Willis. Fayaz Bilal. Joshua Johnson at The Cancer Bus. Freya Stella. Lauren Luscombe. Tim Michael Verne at Phoenix02SA. 
Marco Lulu. Timmy Turner's babysitter. Darren Matthews at Doomster73. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. And I just want to say as well, thank you so much. Um, I know a lot of your names come up whenever we're on Twitch playing through uh, Final Fantasy games. Um, I know I've seen like Barry and we've seen um, Rachel and Chris and uh, the Cancer Bus, Josh. Like, uh, it's just, it's been so nice um, to see you guys come up. And um, we just want you to know that we really appreciate it. We really appreciate you guys Lauren's coming out. getting emotional. And it's just really nice. It's really nice because, you know, it's nice when we get anybody to come and watch us on Twitch. But it's always it's always super special when you see, like, your elk come on. Yeah. You mean ilk? Ilk. Yeah, oh, ilk. Uh, we have some elk. elks walking around. <laughs> we have some elks. You guys have grown <laughs> horns magically. <laughs> it could be. It could be, you know fantasy focus yeah no i'd agree i think um especially since we started playing four and five there's mm. been such a, a consistent audience it's been really great to to come on the stream and and see people coming back on a regular basis and there's mm. like a little tribe now that's formed around our playthroughs and it's really cool and it's always like it's always times like right before the stream where daryl and i are just like we feel like death like utter death because we're just so tired but like the instant we come on all of that just fades away and we're just we're just really happy by the end of it lauren is back in that by the end of it i am near yeah i'm so sorry for those of you who stick around until the end or just like why is lauren so silent but it's because i've literally burst my my everything it's gone (laughs) it's gone (laughs) mental facilities just depleted but i really appreciate it yes um so final fantasy 16 Mm. good times yeah awesome Um, times yeah so yoshida spoke to the media recently about endwalker obviously that had the big reveal which we spoke about in the last episode and again i haven't really been following it but i do know that he spoke to them about that Mm. and final fantasy 16 obviously was not on the agenda even though all of the publications were no doubt dying to ask him something about 16 (laughs) yeah it seems as though most of them managed to restrain themselves but one publication that i've seen and maybe some others and they just got shot down but one publication did try their luck the washington (laughs) post they asked him a very generic question just thrown out there they basically asked him if he could share anything about the game at all which you know very hopeful yeah Hail, hail mary yeah and there's the thing like he didn't say anything explicitly but even still it's kind of created this this thing and it it is worth discussing um because even though the comment was very small it 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 denotes like a change in approach that they're taking Mm. so basically what happened was they asked if he could share anything about the game and he said no (laughs) but he didn't just say no he gave an explanation as to why he was saying no and i'm going to try and read out his quote here in 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 full form because it wasn't overly long but it was very um very pointed i guess say in, in terms mm. of like it there was a clear um clear method like he thought about this uh, in case someone asked i guess yeah so he basically said the reason i'm saying no is because each person will probably have some sort of idea or image about what the next final fantasy should be 
So saying something half-baked in an interview like this, basically, is definitely very high risk for me. Mm. If something gets spoken about, someone will pick it up on social media and it starts to spread out and people will form expectations. So with Final Fantasy 16, whenever we do reveal more information, we hope to show what kind of game it's going to bring and what kind of excitement we can, or what kind of game it's going to be and what kind of excitement we can bring. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really interesting because it, it's a very different approach than we've been used to. Mm-hmm. Like we're not used to um, uh, like kind of like long periods of silence uh, necessarily for these games. Uh, we're used to like, regular updates. And I think with Yoshida, it's going to be difficult because he is having to talk about 14 as well. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it a couple of times where 16 has just naturally kind of come up or he's just chosen to spoke about uh, speak about it mm-hmm. um in in some shape or form but i think it's very true because yeah like if he had have spoken if he had answered their question and said like well it's gonna this context is obviously very important he, he has no idea how it's going to be received how the washington post would have written up what he said and then we've already seen it that um, with loads of other games that um and most specifically cyberpunk recently that people form expectations about what the final product is going to be, right or wrongly, mm-hmm. based on what is said. They can choose to misinterpret something or take it way out of proportion, but ultimately that's going to happen. And I feel as though the other angle that he has alluded to here, and maybe that wasn't his intention, is that with the Final Fantasy franchise, because of what we've been through over the last two decades, there are so many people that have come in at different points in the franchise they all have different expectations about what they want to see in a Final Fantasy game because of that. And so we've already seen it, right? They've shown Mm. off some things from 16 and we and most other people that I've seen are already drawing connections with Ivelisse, Mm. saying it's going to be an Ivelisse game. And then we're then, um, I guess, projecting our interpretation of what an evolution game should be like where we're saying oh it's going to be like tactics so the story is going to be this and it's going to be that and this character's going to do this and that's going to happen because this happened in those games mm-hmm. because that's the kind of experience that they've alluded that it w- is going to be it could be completely different but now because of that um that connection with evilese like all the different odes that we've pointed out and and the people that are involved in the project if it turns out that there is zero connection with Ivelisse whatsoever and it's all just kind of been a figment of our imagination, there's going to be people that are disappointed about that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just going, that's what you're going to see every time that Final Fantasy 16 comes up in conversation. Oh, well, they said this and it's not this. Oh, the worst game. It's going to be the worst game ever. Or something like that. Like, you know, like it's, it just is what it is. And like, I really hope that Yoshida can keep can keep this up because it is true and like this isn't going to be the last time he's going to have to say this you know like there's going to be other publications that are still going to try their luck i mean this was only the washington post you know like in comparison to specialized game sort of publications and stuff um but like yeah, it's um, it's really good because I think Square Enix should have control over the narrative of the game. Um, and it was one of the things that we sort of had an issue with with Tabata last time. Um, it was it was one his strength, but also his weakness. I liked the fact that he was so open and happy to talk to people, and that we could get to know him and stuff. 
but it was also bad because he he sort of let things out of the bag that upset people and um, upset sort of the narrative of how the game was going. I think Yoshi P has it different this time. I mean, granted, we don't know much about the director. Um, Takai. Takai. Like, we don't know. We don't. It, we we haven't seen a lot of his work, like really in in the mainline series. I mean, he's never had the, he's never had this level of scrutiny no. or spotlight. So, but I, I don't know Yoshi who's going to be in control of it. It's probably mm. Yoshi P is going to be saying like, "We're going to be doing this kind of promotion. Yeah. We're going to be doing this kind of media." Yeah, and the positive about Yoshi P is that he's not in the same position that Tabata is. Yoshi P, like fans of his know him they they know what he's like they you know we've had so many letters from the producer live <laughs> to understand and trust him so he has this sort of power to to go in the background and for us to be kind of like okay with it because we trust him um and yeah, no. I just, I just really hope that he can, that he can keep it up because I think it is, I think it is the, for the best for the game. I think the only way it's going to work though is if the game is coming out reasonably soon. Yeah, because one of the problems that Square Enix has had, and it's you know, it's well documented, is that they they have a tendency to announce games way too early. Mm-hmm. And it, if you're looking at the main numbered games, Final Fantasy 12, 13 versus 13, 15. They all had very long development cycles with lots of change throughout, but they were also consistent with their updates. Mm-hmm. And especially like Versus 13 is one that always came to mind. They had no real idea when that game was going to come out, yeah. but they felt like they constantly needed to drip feed information about what was happening. And obviously that then led to the issues with 15 because they had revealed so much about a game that really had no substance. Yeah. And Tabata obviously wanted to try and and turn that ship around, but then he had to basically go away from a lot of the decisions that Nomura had said were going to be taken like six, seven years prior. And it was a very difficult situation. And obviously you said about 15 itself when the actor time reports and, you know, Fifth thirteen didn't have Moogles in it, but no one mm. really cared because they didn't announce beforehand the game isn't going to have Moogles, by the <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah. Like all of these things like they they I don't know what it was about the active time reports, but it never seemed like there was any preparation or planning behind it. Mm-hmm. Tabata didn't know what questions were going to be asked. He had no idea what answer he was going to give. There was no protection for him in that regard. Like the teams didn't think maybe we shouldn't ask that question because that's going to create some kind of dynamic in the community about what the answer might be. And like there were lots of like, maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll put this in some DLC. Like who knows? Like, and I feel as though, yeah, like it, it helps um people to, um like it was basically uh, Tabata showing like his vulnerability. Like he, Mm. The fact it was unscripted and all that, it was endearing. Like mm. we we um, found Tabata really endearing. And then when he met, had to make unfortunate decisions, like delaying the game, I feel as though because he had been so open with everyone, mm-hmm. people rounded like they they got behind him. They, they were they were okay. Like they, obviously people were upset about it being delayed, but I feel as though they would have been more upset if they didn't have that connection with him. Yeah, like he humanized everything. And when he did that video message, you could tell it was sincere. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I love I love Tabby. I just I just think he's just so he was just so so sweet. And I I hate that there's so many people who, when you say like you really like what Tabata tried to do, that they are just instantly like worst oh, director I hate, ever, worst director ever, like blah 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 blah. But like, I just think he had basically a freaking like Moby Dick type situation. Like he was responsible for a game that was so big and like the fact that he managed to accomplish what he did. Yeah. It's just incredible. The only other game I can think of that went through something similar was Duke Nukem Forever, Mm. which was a game that was in development hell for a long time. And then Gearbox decided that they were going to try and make something of it. And it's basically the same thing. Like Versus 13 was in development hell for about like six or seven years. Nothing really accomplished. He had to come in and basically make something of an entertainment property that people had so many expectations about and yeah. and everyone knew about it. It was announced on one of the biggest stages in, in the gaming industry. Yeah. E3, alongside another game, Final Fantasy 13, there was so much spotlight put on it because it was the last like PlayStation 3 exclusive and like always asked about that, always asked about when it's coming out, what's the progress going to be. People really liked the dark tone and like he had to try and he didn't well he didn't have to try and make something he chose to try and make something of it because he wanted to prove it could be done and yeah the fact that game is probably going to sell 10 million copies in its lifetime and become basically one of the if not the best selling final fantasy game in history at some point Mm. is crazy Mm -hmm. for a game that people deride and his approach that they deride but it's it's the thing like final fantasy 12 same problems 13 same problems versus same problems 15 same problems Seven remake, they they had the same problems, but they learned. And I feel as though what they've realized from the seven remake hopefully is going to inform sixteen in that, yeah, they announced the seven remake way too early. Yeah. And then they ended up having to go silent because the game was in a shambles. Yeah. Like it was just not going the way they wanted. They had to de- take development in-house, they had to hire a load of staff to try and sort it out. All those problems are well documented, and all the time the fan base and we're we're just as guilty we're saying like what's going on with the product we need to know what's going on when's it coming out yeah they said nothing the only thing that really happened was namura did that talk in monaco at a conference he was at where he showed off some screenshots and basically said i am being forbidden from talking about this game yeah and like it made sense because when they did that reveal in may 2019 that teaser trailer for like a minute long um at the concert i think it was wasn't it mm. and then what was it i can't remember where it was but they did that teaser in may and then um they did the full reveal of that at e3 the month after they showed off the demo to everyone who was in attendance they did the big um talk at their press conference like that was that was the way you do it right mm-hmm. it, and no one really knew anything about the game until that point We'd seen all the stuff from the original reveal um, at the, the teaser trailer and then that kind of first reveal they did afterwards, right after that. But there had been nothing for years. And then they just announced, like, this is it. Here's Tifa, here's, mm-hmm. here's Aerith, here's Cloud, here's Barrett. Uh, they didn't announce Red 13 at that point, but um, they showed off, like, core gameplay mechanics. They showed off, like, most of the opening bombing mission. And pretty much everything they did from that point until release was focused just around that area of the game i remember us saying like 
people are so excited about this game, but we don't know anything about it. Yeah. Like everything they've shown off has been from that first like 30 minutes of the game. We, we've not seen any of the other environments, any of the other areas. We don't know any about like progression systems, really. We don't mm. know about the movesets. Like they announced Red 13 right before launch. Uh, just to kind of, I guess, get a bit more hype going because yeah. uh, it was dying down for some reason or whatever. But like it, it was so focused around that that thing to to not create false expectations. Yeah, everyone knew what they were. Gonna, they, the demo was revealed. Guard Scorpion, fine. They showed off enough about the gameplay for people to get a grasp of it. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't go beyond that. They didn't yeah. feel like they needed to. Which which I. I really prefer that approach of mm-hmm. leaving it to the imagination because I played the game. I had no idea what to expect. They didn't show off War Market beforehand. They didn't show off like any, like Shinra Tell, any of these things. And like it meant that I could experience it for the first time myself. Yeah. I liked the fact they just focused on that really, really early segment of the game. Obviously, like in trailers and stuff, they would show off things in isolation that you wouldn't really be able to connect to anything. Mm. But I feel as though with 16, if they take a similar approach that that whenever they do their big reveal this year, that's it. That mm. That is as much as you need to know about 16 to be able to get behind the game. You don't need to follow anything else now until launch. That's it. Yeah. It's told you exactly what you need to know. They showed off enough of the gameplay. They showed off the core cast of characters that you need to know about. Mm-hmm. And they showed off enough of the world to get you invested and excited. From that point on, if you don't want to watch anything more, fine. You yeah, don't need to. You don't have to. You're done. Because you know exactly what this game is going to be and whether or not you're going to like it. I think there is to a degree that sort of hunt for that hunt for social presence. Like there seems to be a really big thing nowadays of have to be noticed, have to be noticed, have to be trending on Twitter. And like there's a lot of companies that feel like they have to keep like sort of pushing out stuff in order to stay relevant. But it is it is a thing where less is more. And like when the big things do happen that's 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 the important moments yeah and of of course with uh, seven remake you know they had 11 months after the delay mm. and they took advantage of that like yeah. they they repurposed that demo so many times it was yeah. at e3 it was at gamescom it was at tokyo game show and then they eventually released it for the fans like right right before launch they didn't do another demo mm. they didn't show off anything to, i don't think they i mean I, I think they showed off journalists the first two hours beforehand i think a couple of month, a month or two beforehand mm. but like for for the most for most people even with most journalists it was you get to see the opening bombing mission demo and that's it yeah there's no gonna there's gonna be no extended thing there's gonna be no like here's the game in the middle of the um uh the middle of the playthrough there's big plot lines yeah like it was it was nothing and i think it was a really good idea mm-hmm. to to do that yeah. And yeah, like with with 16 if if it is that they follow a similar structure that May May June time there's going to be a big reveal and then it's going to come out at the start of next year. Fine. I'm mm-hmm. I'm well behind that. Yeah. If though I mean we know that they're going to do something this year because they've been egging up mm-hmm. so much it has to be this year. If they choose to do that big reveal this year and it doesn't come out next year, then that's when we're going to get into dodgy territory because they're going to have to say stuff to keep relevant because it's been too long. Yeah. It would be interesting, actually, like for a promotional thing, if Yoshida took advantage of Final Fantasy fourteen and like just had like an intro to the main character to Cleave as a sort of taster. You call him Cleave now. 
Cleave, Clive, whatever it is. It's probably going to be Cleave because I don't want it to be. They just do the opposite of what I think. Yeah. They just know my brain. They just they read my brain and then they think, Lauren says it this way. We're going to say it the opposite way because we hate her. <laughs> Tabitha was listening to your show. He was him. Exactly. Well, it is it is hilarious though, isn't it? Like that they've come out with Final Fantasy fourteen goblets after we 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 use them so much for Final Fantasy or Final Unrelated, Fantasy Unrelated, but ones. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they watch us. I have to believe that. I have to believe that they're spying on us. <laughs> Square is everywhere. It's whenever you buy any of their products, they're secretly like a microchip inside all of their products. It's the Moogle blankets. I swear it is. It's the Moogle blankets. <laughs> they know what we're doing. They're listening to us all the time. Exactly. They're Bill Gates right there. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, it would be interesting if they did something like that. To just like kind of like a Kingdom Hearts type thing where they just did like this is this is the character. I can guarantee you that around launch there will be a 14 crossover event. Yeah. They just will be. I mean, yeah. they even did it with World of Final Fantasy it's a great and Sora, idea. right? They put yeah. Sora into the game just before Kingdom Hearts 2.8. Which one? Where, where, mm. There was a Kingdom Hearts game coming out. Yeah. And they put him in World of Final Fantasy. And I was quite annoyed about that at the time because I didn't think it was appropriate. Yeah. But um, I guess the only issue is making it accessible for everybody. Like even people who don't play 14. Yeah. They can't make it like really hard content. No, no, it will just be like it will be like the mobile games as well. There'll probably be crossovers with Brave Exvius and yeah. and and Opera Omnia and stuff. Like it's just what they it's just what they need to do to to make people wear because like mm. ultimately those persistent games like the MMOs and the mobile games they're there to promote. Yeah, it's cross promotional stuff, isn't yeah. it? They, and they want people from sixteen to then go into those games. So you got to have the promotional events to then make people make people aware and mm. if people like 16 if they're if the characters they like aren't in those mobile games they're going to be less likely to check them out i wonder if they'll do collabs like with uh how um Final fantasy 15 had like the assassin's creed festival and stuff i i mean who knows right because yeah. final fantasy 14 has been venturing out mm-hmm. they they have been having the near collaborations yeah so i mean there's near reincarnation now isn't there so yep. who knows what they're going to be linked Every single, I mean, we even just covered it in one of the recent recent videos we did. That they've Square have been doing this for years, yeah. Because Bix and Wedge from Final Fantasy VI, they revealed in a magazine interview, were actually the same the same Bix and Wedge who were in Chrono Trigger. <laughs> Boom. Crossover, and then uh, Final Fantasy VI characters also appeared in Secret of Evermore, which is another Square game. Mm. They've been doing it for years, just in more subtle ways in the past. Whereas now it's just like. This is a promotional event. Like when they were putting um, Just Cause characters into Brave Exvius. Yeah. Like that that to me is a bit, you know, but... Yeah. You hey, gotta do what you gotta technically do. Technically still within the same publisher, so... Yeah. Fair play to them. Yeah. Katy Perry. Yeah. Ariana Grande. Now they just gotta get Billie Eilish. Just have a character with green hair. She likes Kingdom Hearts. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Put her in Dark Road. Yeah. Yeah. It's Billie Eilish. Sup, guys? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> you know. So yeah, I mean, uh, I I think that um, hopefully things with sixteen go go the way we're we're expecting in that it's going to be very very quiet and a big shebang, and then yeah. after that big shebang, it's going to be kind of reiterating that big shebang as opposed to it constantly being new things they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, it's, it is different with the 7 Remake and 16 because with the 7 Remake, there is a lot of people that already knew about the game mm-hmm. in the sense that like 
like there are so many fans who were looking at it just to think like okay how are they going to do it and, and most of the questions were around is this going to be a game that i'm excited for based on the fact that i did play the original mm. and and is it going to appeal to me whereas with 16 there i guess it's going to be slightly similar in in regards that like they've got to appeal to people that have never played a final fantasy game before and they've got to appeal to people that have played Final Fantasy games before. But that's the really difficult one because whatever they say, people are going to align it and 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 compare it to a previous game. Yeah. And obviously they want 16 to be its own thing. But the, it has to pull from somewhere. Otherwise, it's not a Final Fantasy game. Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a game that is called Final Fantasy. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see what that where that crossover is. I mean, we've obviously got the expectations around them using the same combat system from the Seven Remake, even though it's it's unlikely. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what they pull because uh, you know they can have summons and chocobos, but they don't necessarily make it a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, they're just things. Other other games that aren't Final Fantasy have had those in them too. But yeah, there we go. I think that's a natural conclusion to your discussion there, Lauren. I think we did good. Yeah. So yeah, the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 9th of March. Until then, be sure to check out all our previous episodes on FinalFantasyUnion.com. And if you enjoy the ramblings that we do on the podcast, then please consider supporting us on Patreon at Patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. For now, though, it's time for us to say goodbye. Bye, everyone. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs>